Hey, welcome to Educate for Life with Ryan Francis. Let's get right into it. Um, I actually think this is an excellent transition into, you know, we're talking about scaling. Something that you stated to me um, that I kind of defined as plan the work, work the plan. That's exactly what I say to people. Is it? Yes. We connected. Uh Um, You know, so I wanted to ask you for you, what is the ideal way to plan? Plan in going after a goal? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, I have a very specific strategy. I had a boss, um, which is funny that you said that. My early on in my career, she used to say, plan your day and work your plan. And that stuck with me. And I thought I felt that way before, but it was really, I hadn't heard it that way. Mm. And for me, it really comes down to, first, you need to know where the hell you're going, right? Mm. Um, And I think if we're talking about goals specifically, knowing, acknowledging or deciding on a goal that is in alignment with who you are and what you want, right? Otherwise, Mm. the whole thing will fall apart. And we tend to, again, look outside ourselves to find out what we need to be accomplishing. And I did that for years. Like, oh, well, you know, what should I be doing? Who, sh- who do these people want me to be? All of this stuff. And you're, it's a recipe for disaster. And at the end of the day, you're either A, going to achieve that goal and not be satisfied. Or B, not achieve the goal because you don't want it. And then you feel like a failure. So it's just not a good recipe. So that's number one, right? Just knowing where you want to go and being um, firm about that. In terms of strategy, I am a one action at a time. Mm -hmm. So uh, simple is the best strategy, which Mm -hmm. most people don't want because there's so many quick fixes out there that we see the end before we even see the next day. And so um, for me, it's looking at the end goal, but then dialing way back. And so I work off of 90 days Mm. uh, and really dial it back. I call them sprints Um, as a runner. You know, you have your marathon and then the marathon is the big goal. Sprints are the little, the the ways you get there. Um, And so you figure out what you want to achieve in 90 days, how you want to feel tangible, intangible, results you want. Mm. And then you back out of it and you think of all the things that you need to be doing to get to that 90 days. And you pick one and you work on it and then you keep adding in. Because if we try to pile on too much, we're not going to be successful at any of it. And now they're saying, I'm sure you've heard this, Ryan, it takes 66 days at a minimum to create a habit. And Mm. it's more if you're trying to replace a bad one. So let's say you have a a health goal, um, but you've got some bad habits, then you got to give yourself some more time to achieve them. Yeah. I also really think that um, having some built-in urgency is important. So those 90-day stretches give you that. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. Oh, um, I, you know, people talk about the KISS acronym. I've heard people change it from keep it simple, stupid to keep it simple, like sweetheart or something like that. Uh. Try to make it less negative. Uh, But I do think it's really valuable. I I wish that I had an instant replay because there's something you said that really struck me and it felt very profound, um, taken literally or metaphorically. You said something about people see the end but aren't able to get through their day or something like that. Well, we stay, we're so focused. I'm not sure exactly what I said either, 
but we're so focused on the end that we can't get next to like the second day because all we're thinking about is what we need to look like at the end. So what happens mm-hmm. is, you know what that person looks like, who you want to be, right? Let's mm-hmm. say in 90 days or in a year, you see that person, you know how you're going to feel. And all you think about is what that person is doing at that day right. instead of what happens on the first day. Right, <laughs> like, right. You're not going to be, you're not going to have all those skills, all those habits in place now Right. You've got to work one thing at a time and we saw, get caught up in that. Absolutely. I call it time compression. Yes. You know, that we, right, we right. think we're already supposed to be at the end. And it's like, yes, you, you need to get there. Yep. There, there's a process, you know, you get on a plane to fly to LA or Chicago or wherever else. You don't just instant, instant transmission yourself there for the, not yet. <laughs> right. Not yet. Um, yeah. We're, that's the other thing is, as we make, uh, our society more and more convenient, it is harder and harder for people to understand the challenges that are necessary in order to achieve uh, what we want because more mm-hmm. and more barriers are being removed, which is both a wonderful thing and also a very challenging thing. So yes. anyway, um, I, I like this idea of 90 days at a time. I recently overplanned myself mm. um, and uh, it, it was happening simultaneously with my tasks, my first round of tasks being done and not having access to some of the uh, emotional stuff that I'd kind of packed away in a box. So it was kind of the perfect uh, shitstorm because uh, yeah. I both uh, gave myself too much to do and didn't give myself the uh, emotional fuel to get through it. Right. Um, so I really like your idea also of keeping it simple. Uh, and so... I was wondering if you might talk a little bit about, well, it's twofold. So, okay, I won't stack the questions on you. I'll just ask this one to start. And that is, why even have goals? Oh, well, if you don't know where you're going, you're not going to know what to decide, you know, just day in and day out, right? Right. Um, I think that people question whether or not they should have goals because they're scared, right? Mm. They're afraid of failing or they're afraid of, some kind of loss or judgment or the hard work that's involved. And so it's really easy to say, well, why do I even want it, need to do this? But goals give you a purpose, right? There's something you're working towards. It's, you know, we want to improve ourselves. So they're important. But if you don't have goals that you're working towards and you don't have a vision to where you want to go, then day in and day out, the decisions you make, the choices, they're they're going to be for somebody else. Mm. And then you're just living your life for other people instead of being focused on where you want to go. And I see this all the time because we have a hard time saying no. We don't set boundaries. We say yes to things that don't serve us because we don't have a clue where the hell we want to go. So you have to have the goals. And they don't have to be gigantic right? Like just because I have a massive goal doesn't need the, mean the person next to me has to have one. Just, right. you know, it, it can be very simple, mm-hmm. but it's where you want to go, who you want to be. Like, what does that look like? And sometimes the smallest goals are the most powerful yes. because they prove to us that we can change. Exactly. And if we're always going for a huge goal and then we fall short of the glory, as they say, um, then it's like, well, I can't change. Well, no, you shot way too high. 
Yes. I always have people, if I feel like the goal is too much, Mm -hmm. you cut it in half or you extend the time you want to reach it or whatever, but you've got to really be realistic. I love that you say cut it in half because I sometimes cut it to a tenth. When I'm talking to a client and they're like, I want to do this. I'm like, that sounds fantastic. Didn't you just tell me five minutes ago that you have this, these 20 things to do this week? Yes, (laughs) I did. (laughs) How realistic is it to do even a tenth of what you just said Mm -hmm. you want to do for your goal? Oh shit, it's not. Okay. Well, I just, you, maybe you, maybe you would have said, yes, it is realistic because I have a plan and this is how I'm going to work the plan. And I'd be like, cool, I'm wrong. Yeah. You know, or not, I'm wrong. Cause again, I'm, it's a question. I'm not trying to make a judgment. You know, I'm really honestly asking, is that realistic? Yeah. Um, and, uh, they can say, yes, it's realistic. They could say, no, it's not realistic. Cause they know them, you know, better than I know them mm-hmm. um, or such is the, such is the way of coaching. Yes. Um, so so there's two things I wanted to to mention about that real quick. Um, one, you said, you know, a goal gives you a purpose. And I, I'd like to say in this moment, a purpose gives you a goal. Mm-hmm. Yes. That if you're making goals in order to have a purpose, but you're making your goals based on other people's opinions, like it's okay to inform yourself of other people's opinions. That's not the same as defining yourself by other people's opinions. Right. And that's the same with your goals. So often people make a goal and it's laden with shoulds. As mm-hmm. soon as you hear the word should or supposed to, the phrase supposed to, in any goal that you set for yourself, you're already not setting a truly, genuinely purposeful goal. Yes. The, yes. The, the plan you make might be identical, but the attitude, the mindset with which you approach it is drastically different. It's like when people I have to get this done. Well, I have to get it done or you get to do it. Mm-hmm. I have to go to the gym. You have to go to the gym or you get to go to the gym. Yep. Oh, yeah, I get to go to the gym. It's really exciting. You know, I should go to the gym. Should you go to the gym? Can't you just work out at home? Because <laughs> really, fuck the gym. I've never been in a gym in my life, except for twice when I had a... A, a girlfriend who was teaching a workout class and I was like, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. You know, but other than that, it's like, no, I do my pushups and sit-ups at home or I take a quick jog. I'm not a runner, but everyone so it's nice to just feel the exhaustion of running or whatever, <laughs> you know, again, to grow up moving my body. So I'm a bit of a nerd about that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, should you really go to the gym? Who, who gave you the idea that you should go to the gym? Right. Is that what's working for you? It doesn't just because somebody else wants it doesn't mean you should be doing it. Right. If your purpose is to feel better in your body, if that's your why, there's lots mm-hmm. of ways to accomplish that. Exactly. The should yep. is really not the thing. The other thing I wanted to mention really quickly that you said about living for other people. Man, I heard an interview recently with Billie Eilish and she's 16 and she just blew up. She's a music okay. singer and a songwriter. She just blew up in the last year. And she she blows my mind. She absolutely blows my mind listening to how um, self-aware she is. I mean, she's still a teenager, right? We yeah. all have limits, but um, she's just so clear about certain things. And one thing she said was, um, someone asked, like, do you ever feel pressure? And, uh, you know, this, this surge of success, you know, of all these opinions now about what you're doing, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah, sometimes I feel pressure. And then I get over it because I think, okay, all of you, let's say you all died tomorrow. I'm paraphrasing, but this is pretty close to what she said. What if you all died tomorrow? And I had spent all my time making music for you. Mm. I would be left with nothing but things I did for others. If I make the music that I want to make, then if you all die, I get to listen to this wonderful thing that I created. <laughs> I well, was not like, only that, but, but when you're doing something you truly want and care about, it's going to be so much more impactful than doing something that you're just not excited about. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, what you're passionate about can be in service to others. Yeah. 
This this isn't like, again, this isn't a black or white thing. Like, oh, well, I'm being selfish by doing what I want for me. So that that might be the most selfless thing you could possibly do is do what's right for you because it might make you a better parent or it might make you a better employee or make you a better employer or it might make you a better whatever. There's this disconnect between care of self and care of those around us. Yeah. And I, you know, one of the biggest uh, reasons people are full of anxiety and overwhelm is because they're spending their life trying to please everybody else. It creates so much anxiety. Which again is an evolutionary uh function because we are pack animals. We're herd animals. We, we are social animals. And so it is, our brain is programmed to care about the opinions of others. So again, this isn't a judgment like, Oh, you care about those things. Sucker. No, there's a reason. There's a reason. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's a valuable reason because we would not even, can you, we're a nation of three, over 300 million people. You think we would still be a nation of 300 million people if our brains weren't wired? No, we'd all be wiped out. Yeah, killed each other. There's way too many competing interests. Um, And so the the fact that we're already capable of this is totally not far. But anyway, um, yeah. So then to kind of wrap this idea, I was wondering what, strategies you might have for goal attainment other than I mean, you said keep it simple mm-hmm. we've talked about you know getting your thoughts into neutral or is, are there any other techniques that you use to help people plan the work and work the plan yes uh you have to start your day with some intentions so mm. um every day i i myself and my clients basically depending on their day they look at it and say you know, one to three things I need to get done today that roll Mm. up to the goal. Okay. Mm. So, um, it could be three little things. It could be, you know, one big thing. There's everybody's different. There's no rules around it, but knowing what you need to, what you want to accomplish gives you power and allows you to take responsibility and you'd avoid so much overwhelm because in the middle of the day, if you haven't knocked those out, you know, like I've got to focus on this. Like, and Mm. then what comes from that is if you've knocked off one of those or however many you listed, please don't do more than three a day. (laughs) Um, then you should end your day by acknowledging that you got them done. Remember we talked about dopamine. Yeah. That's the thing that carries you forward into the next day. That makes you want to keep showing up and getting stuff done if we don't have that, it's very easy to fall into this, this idea that you don't want to go after your goal anymore. Um, but I am a big, big believer in, you know, one daily action that rolls up to the goal and being very, very focused on what that's going to be. Um, because if we don't have that nailed down, then, you know, we're not going to show up and we'll have nothing to show for it. Right. So rather than, you know, I've got a, you know, if you're starting a, a health plan, right, a, you want to get healthy, you want to lose weight, whatever it is, having five new habits on your plate that day, probably a recipe for not yeah. success. Overwhelm. Um, yes. But if you can pick, like, let's say you don't drink a lot of water, if that becomes the thing you focus on, yeah, I see it. <laughs> and and you need a week or two to get that into a habit, then don't focus on anything else. Get that into a place where you don't think about it anymore and then add to it. You'll know when it's time to move on yeah. um, and you can add to it. Yeah, I think uh, something that just occurred to me, my own little baby epiphany here mm-hmm. in this moment um, is that 
Okay. I am someone who struggles with ordering, like putting things in order of importance when I have 10 things in front of me, five to 10 things in front of me that I know are all important. And because there's five to 10 of them, they they start to feel equally important. So it becomes challenging for me to sort them. If, If there's a logical sort, I can do that real fast. I can be like, oh, well, this will help benefit this, so I can do that first. And this will help benefit this, so I can do that first. And I can sort it real fast. But I'm also um, a nonlinear thinker. So every once in a while, I'm like, oh, see, but if I do that, then that'll help me. Right? You have this analysis paralysis or paralysis by analysis thing that occurs. Something that I've never fully taken in, perhaps until this moment, or maybe it's just returned to my consciousness in a new way, which may be more accurate. If I am trying to solve three problems at once, how many problems am I solving? (laughs) Zero. Zero. Like just full, that just percolated the top of my head. I was like, oh crap. I think I'm doing the right thing because I've chosen three out of this five to 10 to focus on because they all seem pressingly important. But if I become overwhelmed that I'm not actually achieving any of them then I'm still not achieving anything and I'm back into this cycle of overwhelm. If I focus on one, I have to fight myself to choose one. I'm realizing this right now, like after this conversation is done and I go to make a plan, yes, I'm going to have to revise my plan. Tough. Yep. I, I made a plan for three things this week. Like that, that was my intention. I had three things for today, um, two in the same area and one in a separate area. And I felt really good about that. And I was trying to plan the rest of my week and started feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And now I have a, a, I can put my finger on it. And that's, whoa. Yeah. Oh, I'm giving myself, I'm still giving myself too much to do. I cut it down from five to 10 to three and I'm still giving myself too much to do. I really need to just get this one thing done. Yep. Seriously, any new idea that pops into my head, see, I have a strategy now. Any new idea that pops into my head that my brain's like, you have to get this done too, which is also a natural defense mechanism of the brain. Yep. I'll just write it down. Write it down. Yes. I have lists all over my house. Yeah. Because if you have an idea that is in your head, the best way to make sure you don't forget is to write it down. Create like you create more space for more ideas, more things to take on and take in. And if we just keep it all up there, it's not effective at all. Yeah. But y- yes, one thing is so much more, you know, it's much more effective than trying to take on more. And again, as humans, we feel like one thing is not enough. Like my clients freak out, Kelly, that's not enough. Like, Oh my God. And I say, you know what? It's building a foundation, right? It's one thing on top of the next. And if you start off on rocky foundation, because you're doing half-ass things and nothing is sticking and it's not become a habit, then you're, I always say like, you're going to have a gigantic pile of shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and I think, again, something that I feel you called out fairly well is, okay, it's building a foundation, but it's also proving to yourself you can do it. Yes. But it's also developing your capacity and making and building your, um, your, your muscles. It's, it's mm-hmm. making you more capable so that you can take more on. So yep. yeah, you're right. It's quote, not enough because I have this really high standard for myself. And so compared to that, it's not enough. 
But right. how, again, how effective, how effective am I being? This, well, this, and how has that worked for you in the past? That's always yeah, my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I talk a lot about how valuable is that thought or how right. effective is that thought or how, how valuable or effective is that feeling? How you know, valuable or effective is that belief and really, you know, challenging some mm-hmm. of the ideas. So it's like, it's not enough. Okay, well, how valuable is the thought that it's not enough? Or how true is it that it's not enough? Because, yeah, you want to get more done, but if I focus on one thing for three days and get it done, that's better than focusing on three things for three weeks and not getting any of it done. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's still, like, I now understand that logically, but oh my God, this is going to be my tax, my, my it, task for the next few weeks. You're going to have to couple that with the neutral thought that yeah. it's enough. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. Right. This is, this is a multi-component thing. Yes, absolutely. So much at one time. Mm -hmm. Um, That's part of the challenge I have with this current state of self-development is I feel like it's really oversimplified um, and overcomplicated at the same time because of the way people choose to focus on hyping people up or, you know, there's simplistic techniques to complex issues, I guess is what I'm trying to say, which really complicates the issue. It's like making new rules, making more shoulds. It's like, or, or I can feel like shit and I can right. own my feeling like shit and I can recognize that my thoughts are not all useful, which therefore so I can define them as not true. Yep. Um, and I can challenge them and I can play with them. Next time on Educate for Life with Ryan Francis. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is actually the perfect transition. Um, to talk about something that I think is really important is that mental health is still health. Mm-hmm. People tend to treat physical health and mental health as if they're different things. And they are not different things. They're all nope. the same thing. It's almost like saying mental health is, is this terrible, um, it's got so much stigma to it. It's like, but it's just health. It's all, it's all part of the same thing. And something, again, in our back and forth that you were saying to me is that health and well-being is more than just food and movement. And I was hoping that you could say a little bit more about that and then we could break down a little bit more of this kind of body relation. I don't even want to say mind-body relationship because it implies the mind is separate from the body, which yeah. I, don't, I don't think is valuable for this model that we're going to discuss here. Um, so anyway, I was hoping you could tell me a little bit about this whole health and well-being is more than food and movement. Yeah. I, I always challenge people to look under the hood, so to speak. Hey again, thanks for listening. If you want more goodness, come hang out with me on Instagram at educate for underscore life. That's educate the number four underscore life. I jump on almost every day and go live once per week to answer questions and just talk about what's on my mind. We've got some cool stuff coming down the pipe, so expect some announcements in the near future. And with that, I hope you have a great week. Talk with you soon.